What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was achieved, brother, you stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Black, 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 It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm Mike. That's Alex. Oh, I didn't realize you wanted me to talk there. <laughs> We're off to a rousing start. Podcast experts over here. Uh, yeah. Hi, guys. Alex Lopez here. And that's Alexander. Hey, guys. That's me. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the Definitive My Dash Podcast. We are back. I promise Tommy and Kevin did not quit. Uh, they're just busy people. They're trying to make it work, but they have things going on. So they're, they'll be around, I'm sure of it, at some point. But in the meantime, I brought in Alex and Alex. So we have one Alexander is going gonna to be Alexander. He is the man behind our YouTube t- channel, really. So I did want to give him public props because he's done a lot of work um and really turned it into something that's like professional where i cannot so i appreciate you alexander and alex is just like a longtime legend on the discord on twitter uh was in our very first trivia contest i believe and i was yeah i believe you you messed something up and you're very mad at getting it wrong and um losing yeah yeah and i think i lost like the eventual champion it was it was a question that was funny because like I, had, I was watching the movies that morning to just kind of get ready because I had nothing to do that day. And it was a question like, oh, this is going to be asked and I need to be ready to answer. And I think it was like the final score of the first game against the Hawks. And I just completely flubbed it. And then I ended up losing by one. And I was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, I just remember you being very mad at yourself. Uh, I mean, but I like I mean, the spirit. I like the spirit. So. Yeah, I, I'm a bit competitive sometimes when I mess stuff up that I shouldn't like. I mean, obviously, like, it was all in good fun. I really I wasn't that mad about it, but like, <laughs> you also still want to win. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to the topic at hand. There's a, there's a good reason I brought on Alex and Alexander, and that is because they are very familiar with Harry Potter. And I had a request. I think it was from maybe Hannah on Twitter, but I don't really remember who wanted some sort of Mighty Ducks Harry Potter crossover. Now, I'm I'm a Harry Potter fan. I, I've read the books a couple times. I don't think I've seen every single movie. So I needed to bring on some experts to really break it down as we pull the Mighty Ducks into the Harry Potter universe. And Alex, just give us a little rundown of your, of your Harry Potter fandom. Like, how knowledgeable are you? Give us your credentials. I'd say conservatively, I've read each book at least a dozen times each. I'm one of those people, especially when I was young, I loved to read. And so like I would be in school, I'd finish my work early and I'd just pull out the Harry Potter book and read it. And then I'd read the next one and read the next one. And then I'd look up and I've finished the seven and I'll go do something else for a bit and then come back and read them again. Like There was a time where I would read the series probably twice or so a year. And especially before it was all seven books, once it got to be, you know, seven books and like 10,000 or so pages, like that's hard to do. But, you know, I've just read them a bunch of times. I've seen the movies a bunch. I'm excited that they're going to do a 
uh, repeat of the series and now do it in a TV form, which is what they should have done in the first place. I see Alexander's eyes light up, so I hope <laughs> you agree with me here. Um, so the Harry partially some of the opinions yeah i am a little bit ex i am excited for the reboot I, I am excited for the reboot um not i it's just hard it's it's been so soon since it last happened yes like i i can literally remember going to deathly hallows part two in the theaters like it's been that soon so i feel like to automatically just to reboot it so quickly new cast new characters and just to just oh but tv form so i feel like it's a little bit too soon to just reboot the entire franchise i feel like they maybe should be doing other things until the cast gets a little older um but milk that bag i guess <laughs> I, I mean that's shamelessly what it is it's they know this is going to be a slam dunk and they're coming off of the absolute abject failure that is the fantastic b series which they they're not even finishing like it was supposed to be no. a five series and after the third one they're just like yeah this is enough like we've taken enough heat for the disaster that this is um i know i can tell you're a big play guy because i see the playbills behind you yeah. cursed child like anyone who goes and sees it absolutely raves about it yeah I, oh but anyone who's read it thinks it's trash mm -hmm. so it's kind of one of those things where it's like i haven't been able to child... see it but i oh. do enjoy the book i do enjoy the book low-key I, I kind of enjoy it but i haven't been able to see it um it's on my bucket list there yeah, you go I mean, I just... i'm dying to see it too yeah that if you had any questions about the Harry Potter expertise coming into it, I think that conversation should have uh, assuaged your fears or, or answered your questions. But Alexander, just real quick, do you want to give your credentials uh, as as a Harry Potter um, sure expert? I can confidently say that I've gone to the theater for every single one. Uh, my parents always talked about how they took me to the theater to see Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets when I was a little kid. Uh, my grandma got me all of the books for Christmas one year when I was a little kid. Read all of the books, seen all of the movies. Uh, unpopular opinion, love all of the Fantastic Beast movies. The second one mm. may be bad, uh, but I still get something of Harry Potter, and so I love all of them. Um, but just an overall Harry Potter fan, nerd, just love everything about it. I try and collect as much wands as I can. I uh, just love everything about the franchise. It's just been a big part of my life since I was a little kid. There you go. That's awesome. I I will say, I I saw the first Fantastic Beats. Didn't mind it. I, I enjoyed it. I did go to Harry Potter World in Florida, though. And that was cool. I would recommend that. So there are credentials. If you're listening to this podcast, you know, everybody coming on this. I would not let any non-Muddy Ducks fans come on this podcast. So we don't need to lay out the credentials there. Let's get into the crossover here. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to see how much time we have and how far we go. But uh, they have Alex and Alexander are prepared. They came with notes, which I appreciate, which is does not happen a lot on this podcast. Uh, we're going to go. We're going to start with the original ducks and we'll sort them into houses, sort of lay out their their role in this wizarding world. And I, I think there's a there's a few twists and turns we can make here. So I'm excited to see uh, whether my thoughts line up with your guys's. But let's start. We'll go. I guess we'll go alphabetical order. Let's start with Lester slash Dave Averman. Alexander, where do you see him going in, in the Hogwarts slash, you know, Harry Potter world? I see Les Averman going into the Ravenclaw house. 
and I hope that Alex can agree with me there. Uh, I think that uh, Ravenclaw is all about their intelligence and their creativity and their wit. And uh, I think that Averman just shows that in uh, his comedy tropes and just using his brain and intellect just to be funny and witty on the spot and just kind of be the, the breath of fresh air and the sigh of relief during like intense moments. I think that that's what makes him a Ravenclaw. Even if he might not lack the book smarts, I feel like he makes up for it with the creative mindset and the wit that Averman has. I, I, I gotta say, I was literally ready to say I'm sorry, but I disagree with you, Alexander, but then you nailed it with the wit. And it, it's something mm. that... I, I have like for other characters where it's like, oh, I have them in this house and not for one of the main reasons. It's one of those sub reasons. And you absolutely nailed it with Averman. That wit, he is essentially the comedy genius of the Mighty Ducks universe, which absolutely makes him a Ravenclaw. Originally, I had him as a Hufflepuff, like, hey, loyalty, honor, like, judge, you know, we're all here to keep it light. But no, you nailed it with the wit part. So I'm just going to change my mind and agree. He's definitely a Ravenclaw. Wow. Wow. I probably would have gone Hufflepuff. I guess we should lay out, you know, for people who aren't living the Harry Potter life, we should lay out the houses uh, real quick. Gryffindor, this is, you guys can add on to this, but Gryffindor, basically brave, strong, you know, the heroes. Um, Ravenclaw, smart, cunning, clever. Uh, Hufflepuff is kind of like the oafs. Uh, they, but like, I guess loyalty is their thing and then slytherin is just evil but am i missing what am i missing i mean there's a little more nuance to that um in the i mean in the general sense you've got it right um in the real world you're actually going to find like 90 percent of the harry potter universe identifies as a hufflepuff mm. so um interesting but if, but if we're going to go off straight off how jk rowling wrote it uh, I've got actually what the sorting hat says in okay. book one. So it's, you know, you might belong in Gryffindor where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. You might belong in Hufflepuff where, Puff, Hufflepuff where they are just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. Or yet when wise old Ravenclaw, if you've already mined, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. Or perhaps in Slytherin, you'll make your real friends. Those cunning folks use any means to achieve their ends. Mm. But overall, you have it right in terms of like how it's like generally portrayed. But there is nuance in there where it's like just because you're in Slytherin doesn't mean you're evil. And that's kind of one of the things that Cursed Child went really out of their way to establish is that Harry's kid was not evil, even though he was a Slytherin and neither was Malfoy's kid. Oh, if Slytherins are automatically evil, I think I might have some spicy takes for this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. You could turn. I see. I'm not familiar with Cursed Child. I just learned something there uh, about Harry Potter's kid. But um, let's move on. Adam Banks. I just dropped him in Slytherin because he was like the rich cake eater dude. Any disagreements there? <clears throat> no, you're absolutely right. One hundred percent. There we go. He's. A He's not evil, but he's a Slytherin where heritage is everything that matters. And yeah, like he'll do whatever it takes to win. And that doesn't mean he's necessarily doing the wrong things, but he's going to bust his ass to win and heritage matters. And yeah, he's the rich cake eater kid. So he's a Slytherin. All right. And I feel like it might just be easier to put him in Gryffindor just because of all of the, um, his growth, his character growth mm -hmm. throughout uh, the, the entire trilogy. Uh, I would argue that Adam Banks is uh, some of the most character growth out of all of the original ducks. And I think that um, just his 
his how he was in Mighty Ducks one, uh, the kid version of Adam Banks that surrounded with the Hawks that were bullying the Mighty Ducks. That's what would have ended up placing him in the Slytherin house. But despite his uh, like ambition to like achieve success within hockey, I think that um, almost like Peter Pettigrew, how he became a Gryffindor despite just being a villainous person because he surrounded himself with good people uh, like the Marauders. Uh, I think that despite just being like a true Gryffindor, I think that surrounding himself with Slytherin as a kid with those little hawks, I think that's what ended up just kind of like forcing him into the Slytherin house. Because I mean, even in D3, um, he stepped down from varsity. And I think that that was a big move to make. So I think that that kind of would have put him in like the Gryffindor category. But I think that uh, his roots, like Alex was talking about, ended up putting him in the Slytherin house. Mm. So are we just putting all Hawks in Slytherin? Like Miguel Larson? Should we oh, just yeah, dump? Them? Okay. If they're a villain in if they're a villain in the Mighty Ducks, they're probably going to end up in the Slytherin house. Yeah, right. every villain in the Mighty Ducks all has the same characteristics. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, moving on. Charlie Conway, big one. I there I there could be a spicy take here, uh, but let's see. Alex, Alex, we'll go to you first. I went a little back and forth at first, you know, and I was actually talking about this with my wife. She's like, oh, yeah, Charlie Conway's a Gryffindor. And I was first like, yeah, but, you know, he's also a bit of a slither in the sense that, like, he's all about hockey. He wants to win. But there's really, like, I, I just kept going back to it. It's like, no, yeah, he's Gryffindor. He's the, the Harry Potter of the series where he's bringing the team together. He wants to win, but he's willing to put the work in. I mean, he has his moody moments in D3. But well, I think what clinched it for me, was D2 when he gives up his spot, because he's not the, the Charlie Conway you see in D3, but when he gives up his spot so Russ Tyler and Banks can both be in the lineup instead of him, that to me, that selflessness is what made him a Gryffindor. I can completely agree with that one. Uh, there's no spicy take on this, Charlie okay. Conway, Gryffindor. Fair enough. I really wanted to put him in Hufflepuff to be a Spazway and that kind of stuff, but the the point about him essentially being the Harry Potter of the Mighty Ducks is is fair. So I can I can agree with Gryffindor. I don't. Uh, we we might need to separate Tommy and Tammy. Let's start with Tommy Duncan. I'm I'm glad you separated them because Tommy's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Fair. Any disagreement, Alex? Um, I I think that it should actually be starting with Tammy rather than Tommy, because mm. I think that Tommy's is actually dependent on Tammy's. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I don't have them in the same house. What about you, Alexander? I have them in the same house as Hufflepuff. Oh, Ooh. interesting. I had them in different houses. What did you end up putting Tammy in? I thought she was a Ravenclaw because she was super smart into into her figure skating. And I, I, I thought she had more Ravenclaw characteristics. Oh, I mean, I don't want to argue with you or anything. Um, <laughs> no, we're here to disagree. Should, That's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, sure. I just, I just kind of viewed her as more of like the Hufflepuff type of category. I feel like she was kind of like... um kind of like fierce in the sense of when she came in and she was more of like, I don't want to do this. Um, I do not want to do this. I'm not interested in hockey. I'm a figure skater. I'm not doing this. Um, but I feel like part of her almost just did it for, for Tommy. Cause um, she's uh, she's loyal to her brother at the end of the day. Um, and I think she's a very hard worker and I think she's very dedicated to her craft of figure skating and hockey. Uh, she didn't want to do hockey, but she dedicated herself to it. And um, I think that those qualities contributed to her being a Hufflepuff mm. to me. Do family members typically go in the same house? Is that like an established in the lore? It's, I feel like it's, it's common 
for them to end up in the same house, but it's not an automatic guarantee that like, oh, just because we're in the same family, we in this, we're in the same house together. But I kind of view uh, Tommy and Tammy the same way that I view Peter and Carp, um, like which forces themselves kind of into a different house. Even if uh, Tommy isn't supposed to be where Tammy is, he's trying to be like her, which ends up putting him where she is. Interesting. That's that's a good take. I you've convinced like me. You convinced me to put a, her and him in Hufflepuff. Um, so I will break the tie there. We move on. Julie Gaffney. Uh, I this this might be my my greatest take of them all. I think that's not bad. I mean, isn't the isn't the actress who plays Julie Canadian a French Canadian or, or am I thinking of? I know Connie Moreau's actress is French Canadian, but uh, I I don't know her origins. Her name Cologne Jacobson. I uh, I think Cologne. I don't know what her it's Durston Jacobson now. So I don't know what her her uh, maiden name is. But um, yeah, I have no idea where she's from originally. But her name her name does sound French. So yeah, Alexander, where did you have Gaffney? Oh, easily Ravenclaw. She dedicates herself to her schoolwork. She's a Ravenclaw. I kind of lost that one, I guess. So uh, we can put her in Ravenclaw unless unless you really like my idea. I oh, no, it, I but... just, uh, we can take away the Ravenclaw thing. She didn't even go to Hogwarts, so I'm with you. <laughs> nice. I, I, I just like that that fitting. But yeah, she in terms of the Hogwarts house, if we're limiting to that, like, she's a clear Ravenclaw. All right, fair enough. Can score goals in the background quietly without being a main character and hit on Tony. Like, mm. That's his job. Okay. I, again, anybody likable Gryffindor. I thought he was like a background Gryffindor guy, but I've been overruled here. Uh, he could he could turn into like a Cedric Diggory, the most. That's famous exactly. Hunter. That was exactly my comp for him as Cedric Diggory. Okay, fair enough. Cedric Diggory, the most famous Hufflepuff of all time, I would say. Greg Goldberg. Moving on, Alex. We'll start with you. Um, here's. I mean, maybe it's not as spicy of a take as I thought it was going to be, but to me, he's an obvious Slytherin. Ooh. He's con- He's conniving to try and get what he gets what he wants. He literally tries to sabotage Julie in D3 to get his starting spot. How is that not a Slytherin characteristic? Like he is You're... feeding her jelly donuts before practice so he can still remain the starting goalie. That like it doesn't get more off Slytherin than that. I first had him in Gryffindor simply because I felt like, oh, he well, he's like the Neville Longbottom of the Mighty Ducks, right? Mm. The, the Gryffindor that's kind of just like the the jokester, the the one, the comedic relief. Uh, but like when but like when you need him in a pinch, he's there for you. Like he wants to be the good guy, right? But um, after remembering everything that happens in D three, I feel like he's definitely going to be in the Slytherin house. Nice, nice. I did not even consider that he works for his family. I feel like. There's like a weird family legacy that is not talked about enough with with Greg Goldberg and his successful his family's successful deli. So I can I can dig it with Slytherin. I like that. Uh, we have Terry Hall and Jesse Hall. I don't know if we want to tackle them both, but uh, Alexander, where do you have the brothers there? Uh, starting with Jesse, I think Jesse's a Gryffindor. Uh, I think that uh, Jesse's lo- always shown uh, leadership qualities and traits. Um, I think that that one's just solidified, hopefully, with uh, with the other Alex. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm not even going to add to it because you, he's a Gryffindor. He is your typical jock Gryffindor. I mean, he is the. I mean, not, not obviously crossing gender, but he is Katie Bell or Oliver Wood. Like he's there to play sports and compete hard, and he's absolutely a Gryffindor. 
Nice. Terry. I have him as a Hufflepuff. He's just there kind of in the background. He's not really that good. He doesn't make it to D2 or D3 because he clearly wasn't good enough to be, go to the Junior Goodwill Games. He's uh, your pretty typical, typical Dustin Finch Fletchley Hufflepuff. And I had him in the same house too. Interesting. Okay. Fair. Uh, yeah, I just put him in Gryffindor because Jesse was in Gryffindor. But uh, again, I'm going to go with the experts here. Dave Carp, I think we might be all in agreement. I have him at Hufflepuff. Does anybody disagree with that? Nope. All right. Fair enough. Peter Mark. This could get interesting. Peter Mark. Uh, Alex, we'll go to you. Leather jacket. He's a Slytherin. <laughs> it's just yeah. a leather jacket. <laughs> he's a Slytherin. Yeah. No argument here. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. All right. All right. Fair enough. I agree with that. Luis Mendoza. Alexander. Slytherin. Slytherin. Interesting. Yep. Man, he's always just trying to hound after the woman. That's what he's just trying to do. He spends his entire time in D3 just going after the girls. Dude, girl, guy was literally crawling under a desk looking up skirts. Again, doesn't get more Slytherin than that. That's true. All right, all right. I was thinking like a Ravenclaw for him just to switch things up, but uh, yeah, no real reason. I can't, I can't argue with the characteristics there, especially his D3 antics. Uh, we move on to Connie Moreau. I think she's a pretty solid Gryffindor, just, you know, strong. Uh, sort of out out in front, uh, although not necessarily the Harry Potter, but maybe a Hermione comp in a sense, but not as crazy. But Alexander, we'll uh, go. I, I ended up putting Connie in Gryffindor. Uh, okay. I completely agree with your take. Uh, I think that you hit it on the on the nail for me. Uh, Connie was an easy Gryffindor. I think that she just exhibits that quality straight up. Yeah, there there's not much else to add. Connie's a Gryffindor. All right. She's not a lady. She's a Gryffindor. <laughs> nice. Uh, Dean Portman. Alexander. Slytherin. Slytherin. In the best way possible, Slytherin. Mm. I can yeah, see not, that. Not evil whatsoever, but cunning, conniving, plays on the edge. I mean, literally gets kicked out of the Iceland game within three seconds and then elbows the ref. Like, again, Slytherin. Like is he is he smart enough? That's my only reservation with putting him. Crab in and Goyle are Slytherins. And oh, I forgot to great mention point. That. Goldberg is essentially Crab or Goyle. Great point. Great point. I cannot argue with that. Fulton Reed. We'll move on. Alex. Uh, Gryffindor. Hundred percent Gryffindor. Mm. Tough and uh, tough. You know, loyal to his friends. He's going to battle for you. He is a Gryffindor through and through. Bravest shit. Like you can't beat him. Alexander, anything. Tab. I completely agree. I think the the way that he was there for uh, the Ducks in the first movie and the way that he supported them uh, when in the alley with the Hawks and just uh, helped them uh, fend off their bullies, I feel like that 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 moment right there just solidified the Sorting Hat was just like immediate Gryffindor. Yeah, did it in the game as well when they hit Tammy after the after she scored. He's like, "Yep, no, I'm getting thrown out of this game. I'm flipping <laughs> over uh, whichever uh, whichever was it McGill or whatever." And he was like, "Yep, no, I'm, this is how it's going to be. I don't care." Yeah. Fair enough. We have talked about Fulton Reed being like kind of the true leader of the Ducks. There's there's episodes back in the archive where we've really broken down his impact. And yeah, I would agree. Uh, this one, I don't really have a good feel for. So I'm going to need, even though it's, I think it's my turn. I don't really, ha- I'm going to need some help with Dwayne Robertson. Alex? I honestly had trouble with this one too. And I was just kind of going through, like, I, I went process of elimination, like, where he didn't fit to try and find where he goes. 
So like I eliminated Ravenclaw because like yeah he's good but like there's nothing like he's funny but he's not that funny you know he's good at hockey but he's not that good so I took him out of there. He's not a Hufflepuff because he's not about loyalty though he does have the roping incident but that's and I'll get back to it and why I ended up like he's definitely not a Slytherin in any way shape or form like he just doesn't meet any of the qualities. So I went with Gryffindor simply because of the roping scene because like if you defend a woman from getting crushed from behind. Because Connie Monroe suddenly doesn't know how to pull the puck out of a corner, which was one of the most <laughs> confusing things in yeah. movie history. Um, but yeah, like roping, two minutes saving, saving a damsel in distress, that makes you a Gryffindor. The great, great point about Connie, real quick. Yeah, like if you go back and watch that scene, no one is around her. She's just got the puck in her skates and she's just holding it there. Uh, and then like looking back, like worried that somebody's going to come and get her. So I don't know, poor effort by Connie there, but Alexander, where did you have Dwayne? I had him in Hufflepuff. Um, I think that um, Alex got it exactly. Like I agree with that 100%. I wanted to put him in Gryffindor. The only reason I didn't was that I didn't think that he got enough screen time. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you started talking, Alex, about like process of elimination, what could he not fit in? My my immediate thought was like just default to, to Hufflepuff. So I'm gonna break the tie. I'm gonna go with Hufflepuff there. We move on. That's fine. I I, I ended up between Hufflepuff and Gryffindor, so that works. We move on to Russ Tyler, who I think could be in a few different ones. I don't think he has. Slytherin has turned into sort of a, a family pedigree thing with me. I don't think he has quite the family pedigree there. Is he loyal enough? Like for Hufflepuff, maybe not. He he might be a Gryffindor for me. I think he's. I'm. That's going to be my vote. But uh, Alexander, your take. Uh, I ended up putting him in Gryffindor too. Um, I think that his antics and uh, in D two and just the way that he went about before he even was a duck, just uh, just being a participant, watching the games and just dealing with the people in the penalty box and just pranking them and just I think some people might attribute that as a negative thing. I almost view it as brave and daring and courageous, just the way that he's just so uh, out there with himself, no matter who it's with. He doesn't matter if you're bigger than him. He's just he's still going to just be himself. I think. Uh, it takes a certain type of person to do that. And I feel like that type of trait is the Gryffindor quality. Um, but that one was a toss up for me. I think Russ Tyler was definitely a process of elimination for me on that one. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I had him in Gryffindor as well. It was a tough spot. And then this was my comp for him. And I swear it wasn't uh, race based, but he reminded me a lot of Lee Jordan. Moving on. Ken Wu, our last one of the originals, which is good timing. Good timing here. Ken Wu, Alex, where do you have him? Uh, Ravenclaw. Just the way he played hockey was more grace than it, than like brute strength. Like, I don't know, just the way, like the fact that he, he mixed the figure skating. It's kind of the same reason why I had Tammy as a Ravenclaw. Like Ravenclaw, is everything is about grace and beauty and whatnot. And it's just, that's how how Kenny Wu plays the game and it's, it's all skill other than the fact that, you know, he's a mini bash brother and has the, uh, the fighting moment in D2 with the goalie. But like, to me, he's a Ravenclaw. There you go. That is the originals. Uh, We'll break it down again. We'll break it down by house here. Let me, let me sort the old Google sheet. Uh, First of all, Julie Gaffney, we have her, we're sending her off to Bobaton. 
Uh, in Gryffindor, you have Charlie Conway, Jesse Hall, Connie Moreau, Fulton Reed, Russ Tyler. That's just a murderous row. Uh, Hufflepuff, you have Tommy Duncan, Tammy Duncan, Guy Germain, Terry Hall, Dave Carp, Dwayne Robertson, Ravenclaw, Lester Averman, and Ken Wu, Slytherin, Adam Banks, Greg Goldberg, Peter Mark, Luis Mendoza, and Dean Portman. Uh, I guess just your your sort of takeaways, Alexander, uh, as on the groupings there. I think we have a pretty solid list so far. I think uh, there are some ones that uh, are still a little dicey. I think Alex, uh, Alex, sorry. Um, I think he sold me on uh, Tammy. I think uh, he sold mm. me on the fact that she might be a Gryffindor. So I think I'm going to switch her on my list. Um, and also Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Robinson. Um, I think I was wrong to put him in Gryffindor. I think it was almost in, uh, I think it was uh, almost insulting of me to put him in <laughs> Gryffindor. Um, I feel, I feel bad for him. He was always one of my favorites growing up and I just did it just because, Oh, he's not on screen enough. Um, but even though he showed everything about a Gryffindor, he was just kind of in the background sometimes. So I, um, so I think I would put him in Gryffindor just like Alex did. Um, but other than that, I think we have a pretty good list so far. Okay. So Tammy, Alex, where did you have Tammy originally? I had Tammy and Ravenclaw. You had Tammy and Ravenclaw. Alexander, where you, I, I think we both had her in Pufflepuff. Yes. So and where I have officially been changed. You've been changed to Ravenclaw. All right. My mind then, has been changed. All right. So we're changing her. She joins Les Averman and Kenwood, which is, that's, I mean, only three, but that's a solid threesome. With an honorary um, Julie the Cat Gaffney in Ravenclaw, that, if true. she were to ever attend Hogwarts. That's yes. true. That's a great point. Um, and then, okay, so Dwayne Robertson, we had Hufflepuff. Alex, where did you originally put him? I had him uh, at Gryffindor. No, I think okay. Alexander switched to Gryffindor. So Robertson's going to Gryffindor. Okay, so he's going to Gryffindor. I I'm gonna still disagree with it, but that's okay. We can still be friends. Uh, <laughs> so again. Charlie Conway, Jesse Hall, Connie Moreau, Fulton Reed, Russ Tyler, Dwayne Robertson, and Gryffindor now. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Duncan, Germain, Terry Hall, Dave Carp, Hufflepuff. Just the probably the one of the weirdest groups. Yeah, I would say the weirdest group. Ravenclaw, Tammy Duncan, Les Averman, Ken Wu. Different people, but like also kind of makes sense. I like that one a lot. And then Adam Banks, Greg Goldberg, Peter Mark, Luis Mendoza, Dean Portman. Again, kind of a mishmash of people but makes sense to me obviously i would put gryffindor if let's see if we're if we're putting hockey teams together and you're throwing gaffney and ravenclaw i still think gryffindor wins and then maybe slytherin and then ravenclaw and then hufflepuff but i'm interested to hear what the quackalites have to say here uh we are over time oh alex has something to say there is someone we forgot. Oh, who's that? Bombay. Oh, I Gordon. was waiting for it. Interesting. Interesting. I was just thinking the kids. But I, I would argue that we have to include uh, Bombay and Orion. Both and of the Ducks. I think that both of them got to get sorted too. Okay. Bombay. Okay. If we're doing Bombay, Orion, Hans, then we need Jan. We need Miss McKay trying to think of any other yeah they're all sorted for me main adults yeah so i will say alex has sorted 39 characters including the game changer so we'll let him run down his list uh at the end here um trying to think if there's anybody else i don't think so but bombay i, I mean my my default would just be gryffindor just because 
of you know who he is. Everyone's shaking. Oh, Slytherin? Are we Slytherining? Okay. They're both nodding their heads. Slytherin. Did you not watch the beginning of yeah, that no, historical enough. documentary? What fair he enough. does to that judge? Yeah. Are, okay. Are we talking? I guess we're talking childhood Bombay or adult I feel Bombay. Like hawk. Or does it not matter? I feel childhood like either Bombay way. Mm. Yeah. Either okay. I feel like the same way that Adam Banks would get sorted into Slytherin House, um, just due to his environment and his surroundings and who he's who he's uh, who he's friends with and who he's playing with. I think that even if he was a kid, Gordon would get sorted into Slytherin. But even even if as an adult, look at all the antics that he was up in uh, before the events of uh, the the League uh, District Five. So I feel like he's just an automatic Slytherin. He's always uh, he's always worried about himself. And then he falls back into it in D2 with the, mm. you know, the the return of Captain Blood. And then in D3, he bails on them. Like, how is he not a Slytherin? Yeah, fair enough. And, I, and, I would... and to quote Peter Mark, Bombay was a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if we're using our rule that all hawks go to Slytherin. That's it right there. But yeah, that was embarrassing. I just would like to apologize to all the listeners and anybody who's ever watched the Mighty Ducks or a Harry Potter movie. Obvious Slytherin there. Ted O'Ryan. Alexander, do you want to make your case for Ted O'Ryan? Ted O'Ryan is the most Hufflepuff Hufflepuff that I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, interesting. Uh, Not he is the hardest worker. He is so dedicated to his craft and making sure that the kids are too. Uh, and his loyalty to his daughter is unparalleled. Like it's, it's, he's just so clearly Hufflepuff. Like you can't even argue it. Yeah. I'm like, do you want to Alex? Like we can go back and forth. Like we can't. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you nailed it. Like, <laughs> the guy gave up his NHL career to stay home with his daughter. It doesn't get more Hufflepuff than that. There you go. That's a great point. I like that a lot. Hans, I might be colored by our backstory for Hans, but Alex, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about Hans. Well, I was going to say there's two Hans. There's the Hans that exists in the Quack Attack podcast universe, who is clearly a Slytherin considering he is a drug dealer. Yeah. And then there's the Hans from the historical documentaries, who is as Gryffindor as can be because he teaches the the ducks to fly. He is the Dumbledore of the universe. Mm. But uh, and Dumbledore was a Gryffindor. So therefore, Hans is a Gryffindor. But if we're in the Quack Attack universe, he is a Slytherin. Interesting. Is there anybody who I'm trying to think now, like the minister of magic or somebody who turned out to who we thought was a good guy who turned out to be a bad guy at like the upper levels. Is there anybody like that? Yeah. just for the shit of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like, okay, fair enough. I would put him in Slytherin just cause I think, well, I, I guess what is, what is the sorting hats criteria? Like they just look inside who they are as a person. Like would the sorting hat know what Hans is doing or not? Can yes. you can you trick the sword again? No, it know okay. it knows that it, it knows what's going on inside that head. You can't okay. fool it. It knows it. it. It can hear your thoughts. Don't don't try and fool it. It, it knows. <laughs> you can't hide it. If you, if you're bad, you're bad. If you're bad, Slytherin House is calling you. Okay. Yep. There's a reason why the hat had barely touched uh, Draco Malfoy's head before it started screaming out Slytherin. All right, we move on to Jan. Well, like I said, Jan needs to be something else, so he's gonna be he can be a Hufflepuff because. Hans was way better than Jan. <laughs> Fair enough. Default, default to Hufflepuff. I guess Alexander, I did not give you the opportunity on Hans. I think you might be the the tiebreaker between Slytherin and Gryffindor for us. For Hans? Yeah. 
Hans I had in Gryffindor. I viewed okay. him as I viewed him as the Dumbledore-esque character in the Mighty Ducks universe. Okay, fair enough. Do you agree or disagree with Jan in Hufflepuff? Uh, I, yeah, it's kind of just where he ended up being sorted. Sorry, Jan. Uh, pro Hans. <laughs> fair enough. Miss McKay. Alexander, did you sort Miss McKay at all? Like in your in your notes, she, she didn't make my list. Sorry, okay. Miss McKay. <laughs> okay, my my initial thoughts, just because she's a teacher, was Ravenclaw. But Alex, yeah. do you okay? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, those are the main adults. But Tibbles. How oh, do you forget Tibbles? Don. I knew I was forgetting some, but something. This is what happens when I'm trying to do too much in a day. Uh, old Donnie Tibbles. Slytherin, I guess. What would you say, Alex? I think he's more of a scheming Ravenclaw. Mm. You think he's he's smart? Like I don't know how smart Don Tibbles is. Like I think he he gets there with bravado and like sort of I guess like talking his way into things could be a Ravenclaw. You're saying so. the guy who came up with the Bombay loafer doesn't know <laughs> what he's doing business wise? Yeah, yeah, I am. I. Tibbles, I don't, I don't think the Bombay loafer is going to make it. I'm sorry, that's my, that's my hot take for 2023. So you're saying Ravenclaw? I could, I can get behind. It. I think, I would love to hear what the Quackalites think about Don Tibbles because I think he could, he could go in different directions. But Alexander, just your, your, any takes on Tibbles? Uh, I feel like my head goes towards Slytherin simply because I, I feel like he's more involved with wanting to take care of himself and look out for himself and uh, progress his career and his future. Um, Cause I feel like putting him, like you put him in Ravenclaw just because of his intellect and his intelligence, but he, he uses that in a cunning manner and that's okay too. But I just put him in Slytherin just because I was more so focused on his, uh, his achievements and trying to make sure that those happen for himself. I agree with you. I'm I'm moving him back to Slytherin two to one vote. That's my. <laughs> I was trying to be different with that one. Oh, fair enough. Like I said, Alex, you you knocked out thirty nine characters. Do you want to just run down your list or give any favorites uh, uh, as we wrap up here? I'll, I'll beat you really fast. This is essentially all the game changers. The only Gryffindor is Alex Morrow. Um, the Slytherin. The Slytherins are Maya. The goat, Coach T, and Colin Cole, um, and everybody else is a fucking Hufflepuff. Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this podcast. Oh yeah, so, you yeah. can say whatever the fuck you want. All right, but yeah, everyone else is a fucking Hufflepuff because of season two. Like, oh, sorry. interesting. You just you can't clouded. Pull the shit you did in season two, hating hockey and be anything but a fucking Hufflepuff. You just even Evan. I, no, Ev- I said Evan was the only Gryffindor. Oh, you said Alex. Okay. So um, no, Evan's a great no. Alex is absolutely a Hufflepuff. Okay, I, yeah, that I was. I apologize. I read them wrong. Alex is the most Hufflepuff of all Hufflepuffs. Okay. Oh, we got to be at camp and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> uh-huh. No, you are not a Gryffindor. You are a Hufflepuff. Al, uh, Alex, the only one who, or I'm sorry, Evan, the only one who went to camp to actually try and become a better hockey player. You are a Gryffindor, sir. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Did Did you sort of Jace? So Jace is a Hufflepuff. Jace is absolutely a Hufflepuff. Okay. He should have been. He should be a Slytherin, but he's a Hufflepuff because he doesn't have that killer instinct. Mm-hmm. And Coach Cole is Hufflepuff. No Did Slytherin. You... Slytherin. Okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah. Coach Coach T would run the Slytherins. I like that. He's he's. Uh, I don't. I don't even know his his comparison. Like he's like Snape before he's he. Snape, yeah, no. yeah he's before we. Snape. 
knew what was happening with Snape. So congratulations to Coach D again. Probably the the lasting legacy of Game Changers, now that I'm thinking about it, is probably going to be Coach D. But Alex, any final thoughts uh, this before was we wrap fun up? As hell. This was fun <laughs> as hell. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. Alexander, I'll give you any any last thoughts before we wrap it up here. Uh, just this has been an absolute blast talking about Mighty Ducks and Harry Potter. Just for my night, like what can what can you ask for there? Uh, <laughs> it's been a great time. Thank you for having me. Um, just being a part of the Quack Attack universe and the Quack Lights has been just been on an all around blast. Making the YouTube videos and uh, just making all these podcasts and just being able to shoot that into the world for you guys. It's just been it's been a really good time. Awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys for coming on. Relatively short notice though. Alex was working. He was. He was working on important stuff and he stopped to record this podcast. So I appreciate that uh, for us, the quacktech.com go there, contact us at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod before you go to iTunes, Shopify, wherever, give us five stars, go to the YouTube channel, see all the work Alex is doing. It is. If you like Alexander, video, Alexander, Al- no, oh Alex. yeah, Don't Alexander. Sorry. Sorry. I, in emails, he's Alex, but we had to switch it up for the pod because I we had two Alexes. I didn't want to make it confusing. But go to the YouTube channel, check it out. There's more to come. We're talking about more ideas. So if you have any ideas, you know where to find us. Again, thequietite.com. You can contact us there. Go to iTunes, Shopify, wherever you li- Shopify, Spotify, wherever you listen. Give us five stars. It helps to drive us up the charts. And remember, oh, first of all, thanks to all our producers. Got some. Random Venmos, Alexander. Thank you for that. He's a producer now. Uh, B. Berg, John Hodge, all giving us donations in the last few weeks here. We appreciate it. Thank you for keeping the lights on. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Ain't no turning back. Got to be the manager. On the quack attack. The quack is back, Jack. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Pulled off the ending, too. I love it. Both times I've been on the podcast, I got to do it. <laughs>